Hi everybody and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life, your business, your body, your health, your wellness, your mindset from where you are right now to being absolutely unstoppable. Today's topic is contingency planning. Are you a good contingency planner? Because today I've got a a great story for you to show you why that's so important. First of all, to put this into context, in a previous uh, lifetime, I was a chartered accountant and my last role was actually a business continuity manager. And prior to that, I was working in um, home security where we looked at risk and um, home securities in selling home security systems for, for people within uh, the large organisation I worked with, and then I was working in internal audit where we also look at risk all the time. And so I guess I'm always aware of risk whenever I'm out looking around, you know, walking around, I'm always aware of my surroundings. Uh, it's just inbuilt into me. So just park that for a second. So I have some, uh, obviously I have a COVID safe plan to make sure that risk is mitigated. I have an occupational health and safety plan as well for uh, my business. And uh, I, I need to make sure that I'm always on top of things. Otherwise, you just don't know when something can happen, e.g. COVID. Um, we have something in Australia here called WorkSafe and uh, WorkCover, making sure that you have appropriate insurance in place for your employees, making sure that that's all up to date. and. Uh, as I was talking about a couple of days ago, I think it was on this podcast, about the, the cowboys in the industry, and I was talking to Gillian Michaels about that as well, and she provided her, her great insight there. Uh, but it's just really, really important to always be aware. Now, when it comes to business continuity or contingency planning, today's example is this. All year, I have been working on my own personal body transformation. So since late last year, I had a couple of surgeries. I had my third shoulder surgery in September and then in October, I had a hernia operation. And by the end of the year, start of 2020, I decided that I was going to end 2020 pain-free because my hernia operation was horrific well, not the operation itself, that was, I was asleep, so it was painless, but it, I got an E. coli infection a week later, ended up being hospitalized for seven days on very strong medication to try and kill it. And it really knocked me about, wasn't able to train for six weeks. And I said at the start of the year, do you know what, despite those things, I'm going to make this my best year ever. Best shape of my life, I'm age 52, six, uh, six pack, um, great level of energy, health, wellness, etc., etc. And so all year, I've been focused on it. Uh, early in the year, I engaged the services of uh, one of the best strength and conditioning coaches around, and he's helped me, supported me all year. So obviously, I made these decisions pre-COVID, and uh, COVID hit, and I was still just as determined to do it, no matter what it was gonna take, I was still gonna stay focused. Now I've been very focused every day, tracking my food every single day, 
Every mouthful is tracked, every exercise, every rep, every weight, every workout I have done is tracked. How I felt after each workout is tracked. How, I, how many hours I sleep a night, how much water I drink a day, what my mood is like so that I can uh, go back and look and see, okay, when I was at this stage, how was I feeling? And if I was feeling absolutely exhausted, then I put that in there. If I do a workout and I wasn't really feeling into it, there's probably only been a couple of those over the year, then I write that down. So everything has been leading to this last week. So I started counting down. I had the countdown on my wall. I'd updated every single day. And today was the day of my photo shoot. So what does that mean? Well, for what I want to do, it's not something that I normally do, trust me. I've become a bit of an expert in hair removal. I've come a, become a bit of an expert in tanning products. If you want my advice, Bondi Sands is the best tanning product you can get. Um, and I had to use ultra dark and use three coats. And because I'm normally quite pale, I look quite chocolatey brown. Uh, but why do you do that? Well, it makes the muscles and everything stand out better in photos. So my photographer, I booked at the start of the year. Okay, once I made this decision, I made it at the start of the year. It was before COVID hit. And then I was hoping for us to be out of lockdown earlier, but we came out of lockdown. I confirmed with the photographer, uh, yes, um, this is the day, this is the time. He's coming to my studio, all excited about it. And this morning I get up, and so last night did the hair removal, did one coat of tan last night, actually I did two last night, and went to bed like that after a few hours, got up, um, had th uh, three early clients this morning, um, did another coat. <coughs> oh, excuse me, that was a live sneeze. Um, and then what I have to do is do a bit of a pump up before the workout, so, oh, sorry, before the, the photo shoot, so about 30 minutes to 60 minutes before the workout, I'm sorry, the shoot, um, I just did uh, some exercise, get the blood flowing, the muscles pumped up a bit, um, um, not only sipping some water, and um, it was actually a really good workout, got a really good pump, I was starting to look good in the mirror, and uh, I'm ready, I'm ready for the photographer. It's nine o'clock, hmm, no photographer, okay. It's 9.03, hmm, maybe the clock's fast. No, it's not. 9.08, hmm, what's going on? So by 10 past nine, I thought, my schedule is so tight today, I don't have time to muck around with this. So I looked up his phone number, rang him, no answer. Hmm, this doesn't look good. Left a voice message. Uh, 20 minutes later, tough pass by now, I get a, a message from him. I'll tell you what I did in between time, but I get a message from him. Um, he didn't call me, but he sent me a voice message and he said that um, his dad's dying and he's, uh, he's travelling to country Victoria to go and say his final goodbye. So obviously I was annoyed and disappointed, but... Um, you never know what's going on in someone else's life. And before getting all upset and angry, before I called, I thought, just hang on. He might have been in an accident. You just don't know, you know, what's happening. So I left a nice message with him. 
But anyway, so I said, um, to, well, actually, so in his message, he said, I'm so sorry. He said, you know, this is my life, um, you know, taking photos of people and, you know, to get them looking in their best shape and everything. And he said, I'm just so sorry. He said, look, I can, um, I can take them on Friday. Uh, he said, oh, I can, uh, you know, refund your deposit. So I think there's a couple of learnings out of this. First of all, I said to him, well, actually, I'll tell you what I thought first because that will tell you what I did. First of all, I thought, okay, I told him, and I have it in writing, that I needed my photos taken on the last day. And I said, I need to take them on this day. I need to submit them on this day. That's why I booked this day so far in advance. So is taking them on Friday an option? No, because it will be no use to me. Even though they might be some good photos, I can't use them for what I'm, I need to use them for. And then I thought, okay, so putting yourself in his shoes. Obviously, he's emotional. He's devastated, obviously. Uh, because look, I've lost my dad and it never happens at a, a loss is never convenient. Uh, it's always at a time where you have to drop everything and it disrupts your life and it's painful, it's emotional, it's all of that and I get that. And any comments that I'm about to say have nothing to do with that. But I'm just saying this is what I would have done if it was my, my situation. Uh, I would have said to the client... I'll give you a free photo shoot. I'm so, photo shoot. I'm so sorry that this has happened. I know that you've been working all year for this, and it came down to this one moment to capture that one photo or a couple of photos, and he's let me down. And now, obviously, it's outside of his control. But he knew this yesterday, and he didn't didn't contact me. He said, "I forgot all about, uh, I forgot all about you." I was like, well, "What kind of crappy business are you running here?" So I think to say that, yeah, I'll give you a refund. Well, how nice of you uh, to do that. You've been sitting on my money for seven months and then you mess it up. And the best, that's the best that you can do. Um, so I thought that was disappointing. Obviously, I'm sorry for him. It's never um, good to lose a parent. But um, so let's park all that to one side. So here's me thinking... Crikey, if I don't hear from him, what am I going to do? So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to have to just start taking the photos myself like I have been doing in the practice. So I set up the tripod and uh, I was taking all the, uh, the photos and videos and I was setting the camera for 10 seconds, you know, to, um, because in selfie mode, it's not as, as pixelated and experimenting with the light at the time of the day and all that kind of stuff. And then I thought, oh, man, this is going to take me forever. I need to find someone that can take the photos for me. And I thought, hmm, I rang someone, they couldn't take it. And it was, they, were, they were at work. I was thinking of other options. I thought, oh, no, I'll just persevere with myself. And I thought, hang on a second. I know two other photographers. One I called and I said, I have two hours. If you don't worry about calling me back, if you, I said, it's a long story, I can't explain now. But I said, if you can take photos of me before midday today, then please call me back. Um, it's now after midday, didn't hear from him. Other person was a, a client of mine um, who I worked with years ago. She's a photographer. I called her and said, same thing. 
Um, she called me back straight away and said, yeah, look, come around in 45 minutes and I can take them. In the meantime, I have been taking heaps of photos of myself, sending them off to my strength and conditioning coach. Now, my strength and conditioning coach, he is, um, it's hard for him to, to connect with me because his dog's dying and he's at the vet about to have it put down or fixed, one or the other. He says it thinks it's going to be put down. I'm like, oh my goodness, what's happened today? I'm like, oh no. I said, oh, I'm so sorry because the, the dog has been such a big part. They don't have kids and the dog has been, I think it's 15 years old or something, such a big part of their life. And I'm like, oh no. But to his credit, he said, just keep sending the photos through to me. So I take them, send them through. And I took one and it is the best photo I've ever taken of myself. And he said, mate, he said, that is the best photo I've ever seen of you. And I said, yeah, right. The only um, glitch was it wasn't on a plain background and the photos I have to submit for this contest, they need to be on a plain background. Uh, so I'm, I'm setting up my, uh, pulling my blinds down. I did um, photos with the blind up, photos with the, the blind as my, my background. Um, I took video, I was doing uh, photos, I was putting it on a timer. I, bottom line, I spent like a, I would say an hour and a half just trying to get the right picture. God help models, seriously. But, um, so I got some really good ones. I um, raced over to the photographer. She took uh, some photos for me. Um, they look really good. And bottom line now is I have submitted them uh, to my contest and it is done. Now, what did I learn from this? There was one thing that you may have picked up on if you're listening carefully that I could have done differently. And that is I was so close to confirming yesterday whether he was going to be here and the time and everything, and I didn't. And so that's on me. I just assumed, yeah, look, I confirmed not that long ago. He'll be here. Um, and I was also thinking, Do you know what, if I ran that sort of business, given that I took the booking so far out, I would be confirming with every client, the, like the week before, the day before, two days before, whatever, to make sure that everything was right. Because he'd have to travel a, a reasonable way to get to me. Uh, so, but that was on me. I, I didn't do that, uh, but I was aware at the time because my strength and conditioning coach, he said, have your photographer booked? And he said, have some backups as well. And it's like, well, I'm not booking three photographers because you've got to pay three photographers and they're expensive. Uh, but I, at the time I thought, well, who else do I know? And there's one other guy that I know that I probably would have called first, but uh, he's now living up in the Gold Coast because he moved. And... Uh, then I thought of the other two, and one of them, she's always been re uh, reliable uh, for me. And uh, yeah, so I thought of that back then. So when I was in the crisis this morning, I thought, well, I'll just do it myself. No, hang on, I can get the girl's mum to come over. She can take the photos. Well, she's normally at home, but today, uh, out of all days, she had to go into work because we're still, they've still got to work from home, but she had to go and do a different role today. I was like, oh man, are you serious? I didn't want to just grab a neighbour and say, hey, come take photos of me and Mondays. 
Um, that's a bit weird. So um, I had to make sure that I had some contingencies in place. In the end, worked out, and maybe I captured better photos than I would have. I don't think so, because a, a guy that specialises in this is surely going to nail a better shot than I can. Um, but anyway, I had the pros with the best cameras, um, you know, taking some great photos of me, and now it's all, it's all history. But it, um, it just goes to show you why you always need to have a contingency because you never know what's gonna happen. You can plan for everything. Well, what do they say? Plan for the worst, hope for the best. So my planning for the, the worst was, okay, I'll take the photos myself. I'd been practicing every week for the past three months, taking the photos, getting my posing right. So. You know, worst case, I could have gone with the ones that uh, I've taken. In fact, the second competition I'm entering, I am using the photos that I've, I've used because they need a slightly different criteria. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm, I'm going with there. So you just never know. You just don't know. So make sure that you do your own contingency planning. Yeah, I'm sure you don't have the same scenario like me, but what are those other things uh, that you, know, you don't have in place? I'll tell you one of the things that just dumbfounds me each year in our country here. I'm just going to have a sip of water. We're about to hit summer, and today, today's going to be quite hot, and I think it's going to be 32. Now, when, when we have the bad bushfire season, it is, you know, 35, 38, 40 plus degrees, really strong northerly winds uh, from the desert that fan the fires. Now, I am absolutely dumbfounded each year when, like, it, it's devastating to go through a bushfire and lose everything. But when you hear them interviewing people and they say they had no insurance. Now, to me, if you're going to live in a bushfire prone zone, if you don't have insurance, then that's on you. I mean, that's just sheer stupidity and is inexcusable. So when it comes to your own contingency planning, make sure that you do have all the right insurances in place. Your health insurance, your house insurance, your car insurance, your, um, your contents insurance, uh, for, for me, I have public liability and professional indemnity insurance. I have um, cyber insurance as well. Uh, you know, the, whatever you need, your, your life insurance which, and injury insurance, which is attached to, in Australia here, to our superannuation fund, uh, you, or your superannuation investment, um, you, know, you should have everything in place. Your income protection, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, you just never know what can happen. Um, the best insurance in the world, I think, is taking care of yourself, looking after your health and wellness so that when things like COVID come along, when things like a cold and flu season come along, when uh, any kind of illness comes along, you'll be stronger and fitter and healthier to handle whatever the fallout is. Always contingency planning.
always thinking about what could go wrong. And then when it comes to your everyday business, same thing. So what if this happens? What are you going to do if you lose your staff? Um, your, your data, for instance, there's, there's another great one. Do you have all your data backed up? I'm surprised at the number of people that don't back up their data. And here I'm not talking about backing it up onto USB. That's not backup. Or uh, backing it up onto another computer at home. Uh, you could back it, under, back it up under 60 computers at home. If your home burns down and destroys everything inside, guess what? 60 backups are gone. I'm talking about off-site backup uh, to the cloud. Um, you know, wherever. I mean, I've got Google Drive storage. I've got iCloud storage. I also have everything that's on my computer uh, backed up as well off-site. And off-site have contingency plans in place too uh, so that their data, so therefore my data, is backed up in multiple locations. So I know they sound simple, but when the crap hits the fan like today, for me, if you don't have something in place, I mean, I've worked my entire year so focused on this moment at 9am this morning and I had to plan around it because somebody else, uh, you know, was having a crisis in their life. So, very valuable lesson. Wherever you are in the world, stay safe. If you are in the US right now, my goodness, and Europe, my heart goes out to you guys. I mean, I've... I've lived here in Melbourne, Victoria in seven and a half months of lockdown. We've now got other parts of Australia that are having some outbreaks. We still have zero, um, zero cases a day here. I think we're up to 19 or 20 days of that now of, of COVID. Over in the US, I'm hearing reports of over 200,000 cases a day of COVID. Um, you know, um, I got a text from a, a good friend yesterday over there that said that it's spreading like wildfire over there. So. Um, you know, my heart goes out to you. Please stay safe. And I don't know whether you listen to this right now, see it as political or not, but for crying out loud, just wear a mask if you're out in public. Um, I, I have to do it here. Um, it's still compulsory here. It may not be compulsory where you're living, but just do it. Um, it's worth it. You're worth it. Sanitize, clean, keep away from people where you can and plan. It may mean that you're about to be shut down. Who knows if Biden gets in, well, he's, he's president, but if, if Joe Biden is president and he starts to implement radical things, maybe there'll be a widespread shutdown. Uh, you need to start thinking about what's your contingency planning? How are you gonna pivot, innovate, plan for all of that? Uh, it's tough, but you can do it because you're in the top 1%. Have a great day, see you tomorrow.